Hello, and welcome to the Spanish Arpada. I'm Sarah. And I am Peter. And we are ranking and reviewing all of the Spanish rulers from Leo the Guild to Felipe VI. And today we are going to be reviewing a guy named Chintila. Uh, okay, and once again, we get to play our usual game of spelling roulette. Yes. Where I get it, where I get it wrong. <sighs> I'm going to start with a C. Yes, that's very good. Uh, that would be C. I'm going to go with C-I-N-T-I-L-A or double L-A? C-H-I-N-T-I-L-A. Chintila. Uh, this is... okay. A- Andrew Schneider on Twitter asked if he needed to get the chinchilla memes ready. So Ah, okay. All right. Yep. Gotcha. Spelled All right. Pretty much the same. So we have two sources for today. We're going to talk about oh. sources first. So we have two sources for today. These are the proceedings of the fifth and sixth councils of Toledo. Okay. You might ask why two councils so soon after we just had the fourth council of Toledo? Which which was very long after the third. So yeah, I was expecting a, a greater gap. So I do ask, why two councils so soon after we had the fourth? After the fourth. Well, yeah. we're reaching a point in history where the councils of Toledo start to seem very useful to the Gothic kings as more than just religious edicts. Mm, mm. So now Sisman okay. called the fourth council of Toledo in part to lay down the law on the king's powers, to formally write down the oath that the Spanish population swears to the king, and right. to legislate against any usurpation attempts. Right. right. And to he, pass a bunch of anti-Semitic stuff. And pass a bunch of anti-Semitic laws and do a lot of church business. But yes. he, he really wanted to like nail down how things were going to go. I have here in my notes, kings are elected, clergy who were rebelled will be sent to a monastery, moderation and formal oath of allegiance. Yes. So, so there's full a, lot, agenda. Of, a yes. lot of political stuff that went Yes. On. And now that the precedent has been set, future kings are going to use the councils of Toledo as political maneuvers rather than just for church matters. Okay. Okay. So these are almost more like political conventions. Yeah. Um, as a, as okay. a matter of fact, the fifth council of Toledo was held in 636, just okay. three years after the fourth right. council of Toledo. Right. Right. Such that the fifth council actually had almost no church business to debate. <laughs> All right. Really just putting aside pretense at this point. All right. Yeah. The bishops were like, we're good. I mean, what do you want to talk about? Right. (laughs) So the entire proceedings deal with political matters. Anyway, both councils were held during Chindila's reign. So they will Mm -hmm. both be sources for this episode. Okay. Chindila was born in probably the early 600s. We don't know for (laughs) sure. He was formally elected to the kingship by a council of the Gothic nobility, which is one of the few times in the podcast that we have seen the nobility actually have a free choice in choosing mm-hmm. the king. Yeah. So I know I mentioned in the Visigothic background episode that the monarchy of Spain was elective. Right. Time. You did. You did. But even though the nobility has signed off on all the previous kings, they haven't really been presented with an open choice very many times. Mm, yeah. One expects that even in elected monarchies, there's very definitely a short list. Right. Um, well, so, for example, Leo the Guild, our first monarch, mm, right. he was chosen to be king by the nobles. Right. But also his brother was the king immediately preceding him. Right, right. I remember that. Leo the Guild had married the widow of the guy who was king two kings ago. 
right? Right. So when Leovigild's brother dies, I mean, who else are the nobles going to pick? Right. I noticed that in my notes, I have the word chosen and the word elected in quotation marks. Right. Um, he, so he kind of almost groomed for the position. Right. And right. The nobles are like, okay, we'll pick him. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Leovigild's son was Recared. He was a general under his father, Leovigild. Right. Right. And all that time and fighting. Recared was, after all, Leovigild's only son remember only favorite son <laughs> yeah we're not we're not talking about anybody else right so when leovigild died mm-hmm. again who else are the nobles gonna pick indeed yeah leova the second was probably particularly galling to the nobility oh of course he i mean if, if, no if it was a true election he wouldn't have made it for past the first ballot <laughs> no experience no call to be king other than the fact that his father was king so and apparently won too many hands Yes. So, yeah. So, yeah, this move towards a hereditary kingship really weakened all the other nobles. So it's not right. surprising Leuva was overthrown. Right, right. And now Witteric and Gundamar were also approved by the nobility. But mm-hmm. remember that these two kings overthrew their predecessors. Right. I mean, that, that's it's it's easy to say approved when you've got a knife to the throat. Yeah. Um, again, what else are the nobles going to do? They already yes. took the previous king to the room of knives and poison. So exactly. I mean, right. Is the council going to pick someone else? Right. Yeah. yeah. So it seems that Sisabut and Swintila were both chosen relatively freely by the nobles to become king. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but notice that both of them associated their infant sons to the throne. Right, Sisibut right. actually got Recared II to be crowned, and then he died two days and then the And then, quote unquote, yes, died of natural causes. Yes. I'm using a lot of ironic quotations this uh, in my this notes, episode, I must yeah. say. <laughs> uh, and then Swintila tried associating his son Rickamer. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why the fourth council was so clear and came down so hard on the power of nobility to name the next king. Right. Because the nobles felt that they had lost a lot of power in this area. They wanted Mm -hmm. to make it clear they were taking it back. Right. Right. So Gentila is chosen by the Gothic nobility. Mm hmm. And he's actually walking right into a time of instability. Sisidan's edicts from the Fourth Council of Toledo had kept a lid on any insurrections, but it's clear from the historical evidence that the population of Spain was not happy with how things were going. No, no. Well, I mean, you have, looking back over the last few kings, it does seem as though there's always a tension between you're either popular with the nobility or you're popular with the people. Right. And and obviously the nobility don't care very much for monarchs who favor the people. And, and remember that Spanish society at this time is divided between nobility and people, not just because of money, but also mm. because of race and culture. The nobility sure. is all gone. Sure. I mean, the, the Goths are uh, transplanted, uh, mm. so it's, it's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> the, the people are all Hispano-Roman. So, right, yeah, right. It's it's very control. much a matter of the district manager has appointed your new shift supervisor, and the shift supervisor just happens to be the district manager's nephew from the other yeah neighborhood. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Goths and Hispano Romans even had separate laws still at this point. Right, yeah, right. So. Although so, there does seem to be is there is is there a a religious underpinning to this as well? Because I know we've sort of. We seems to have settled on what we're what we're calling Catholicism, Nicene-ism. Right, Nicene Christianity. Um, but uh, is is that sort of universal, or is that uh, another source of contention? 
it shouldn't be a source of contention at this time. Okay. Um, it definitely was at the beginning with the Ovidio, right. Red and Witterick and, and, and all of right. that. Speaking as an Irishman, nothing confirms an unstable country like a division between the landowners and the uh, tenants in matters of religion. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So it's, it's not a great situation in Spain right now. And mm-hmm. right off the bat, Chintila has to deal with a revolt. Oh, well, of course he does. Of course he does. But this isn't just any revolt. All the mm. historical evidence points to the revolt being headed by a Hispano-Roman. Oh. So oh. this is the first time we see a Hispano-Roman trying to become king. Uh-huh. Yeah. A, a, the natives are restless. Moment. They are very okay. restless. Okay. So Chintila puts down the revolt, but he's clearly spooked by it. Yeah. <laughs> because he calls the Fifth Council of Toledo in 636, the same mm. year he was crowned. Oh, oh, that is fast. Yeah, he's okay. like, okay, come on, everybody, come on, let's go, let's go, let's uh, go. This is a real, the serfs are acquiring literacy moment. We need to be, yeah, all right. We good. need to get on this. Right. Maybe because of how quickly it was called, or maybe there was something else going on, but only mm. 22 bishops attend this council. Well, That's that is a terrible head count. It's a terrible yeah. head count. And nobody from Septimania came. Ooh, that's yeah. not good. So we don't know. Some historians suggest that maybe they were in revolt at this time mm. or something else was going on. But n- yeah, nobody from the other side of the Pyrenees came. Well, and and I mean, you know, taking taking a trip that soon after the last one is, is just exhausting. They were just there three years ago. Right. I just finished unpacking. Yeah. I, I, no. Mm-mm. Okay. Right. Okay, so the Fifth Council happens. It's in the Church okay. of St. Leocadia, uh, which mm-hmm. is the one that Sisibut mandated to be constructed. Right, yes. This council firmly states that only a noble goth can ever become king. We mean it. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> the first time they had to say this, which is why people think that the revolt was was headed by Right, right. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Um, um, and... The noble goth could only become king by the election of nobles. We mean it this time, too. Oh, okay, right. Yes. Anybody who tries to become king in any other way shall be excommunicated. Of course, of course. Goes, goes. Well, see, here's the thing. Doesn't go without saying. That's, that's really Apparently the problem. Apparently it doesn't. I was going to say, as uh, basically, this is, this is historically just sort of the thing, vis-a-vis the English Revolution, the French Revolution, the Russian Revolution. When you start to have to say the stuff that you should go without saying out loud, right. you've already lost. You uh, the writing's already on the wall. Yes, and um, we so, will yeah. see the wall get a lot of writing in yeah. the next couple episodes. Okay, good. Okay, another new edict from the Fifth Council states that the population of Spain must defend and protect the king and his sons. <laughs> oh, this, this is this is going to be really popular. Oh, I yeah. Just tell. <laughs> and there's also a clause in there that says that any properties that the king has acquired mm-hmm. while being king must right. be handed down to his sons, not really. Oh, okay. Right. So this uh, is- again, this falls into the category of if you have to say this in a patriarchal society, yeah, stuff is happening. Yeah. That, so yeah okay. You really get the sense that Chantila is like, I'm going to say these things, and right? Then they're going to happen, right? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hint. Hint. <laughs> Uh, there's an interesting edict. The council mandates that no one should ever consult a fortune teller about the king's future. Oh God! All right. Oh, so, so, so you, that you was can't happening. To witchery clearly. to find out whether the king will uh, die. Right. Exactly. Of course. 
And then, quote, because of the ease of misunderstandings and the memory of forgetfulness, end quote. <laughs> All right. The council affirms that the 75th canon of the Fourth Council of Toledo should be read out at the end of each successive Council of Toledo. Oh, right. and so every they have, successive they have to council just got yeah. oh, really boring. Yes. Okay. They have to read it out, all of those edicts about how the king is the most powerful and blah, blah, blah. Every and they have to read to out that one for all subs. It's not like the reading of the minutes of the previous meeting. You no. have to, this read has the, the possibility to spiral into a Monty Python sketch where every council has to be read before the next before council. the previous one. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now, when Sissanand pulled this move with the fourth council of Toledo, it worked pretty well, right? Okay. He got everybody together. He was like, look. No more right. uprisings against the king, and mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, the rest of Sisinan's reign was peaceful. Right. That council was in the year six thirty three, and the remaining three years of Sisinan's reign were, as I said, completely peaceful. Right. With Chintila, though, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. No, and it's 18- only three years later. It's yes. it, no, Mm-mm. and then twenty two 18- bishops show up. I mean, no. Well, eighteen months later, Chintila is recalling all the bishops to hold the sixth council of Toledo. Oh my God! <laughs> he didn't feel that twenty two bishops signing off on this was enough. Oh, it didn't stick. It, it didn't, didn't stick, stick at, at all. all. No. This is like a work retreat that went very badly, and now we've got to have a work retreat to cover up for the work retreat. This is that's, bad. That's exactly what happened. Now, okay. the Sixth Council of Toledo works a little better. Okay. Three bishops attend, including three from Septimania. All right, all right. right. So got, whatever had been going on count. the Pyrenees had been dealt with. Right, Okay. Again, Chintila seems to think that if he just repeats the same punishments for those who collaborate with foreign powers to overthrow the king, then the usurper uh-huh. would just sort of go away, right? Uh, yeah, okay, but again, why do we have to say this out loud again? Exactly, exactly. Uh, in fact, the punishments against what were known as refugees or those who went abroad oh. to seek foreign aid against the Spanish monarchy, yeah, there's so many mm-hmm. of them, they get a name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so again, uh, this falls into the category of, you know, once you have to name the disease, a lot of people are getting it. A lot it. of people have it. So there are a lot of these so-called refugees, people who go abroad, uh, either because they were exiled or because they want to raise support for their claim on the throne. Mm-hmm. They go to the Franks or the Byzantines or the Basques. And then, uh, of they, course, always the best. Uh huh. And then they and then they plot against the king, right? Okay. So punishments against these people were incredibly commonplace, as right. you can tell by the fact that you right. have to say them again. We have a name. <laughs> yes. They're having mugs made. This is yes. not good. There's merchandise. And uh, okay. Did- they didn't skimp on the punishments either. 40, oh, no. <laughs> 40 years later, King Erwig pardons some nobles who had been disgraced under these edicts for plotting right. King Chintila. So mm. uh, people are being excommunicated, stripped of their R- property, and exiled right. under these laws. And it seems like it was happening all the time. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, no sense passing a law and not having some fun with it. Okay. Yes. So after reciting all the same anathemas and basically saying, no, we really do mean it this time. Mm-hmm. Bishops and the nobles all dutifully signed the proceedings of the Sixth Council of Toledo, and this is the uh, year 638. Okay. And Chintila's beleaguered reign lumbers on. Uh, all right. Then, despite all of the work that the nobles did to ensure their own power in choosing the monarch, 
Mm-hmm. Chintila names his son Tolga as his successor. No. Amazingly enough, if you just say something, it still might not happen. Right. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, why, for example, Donald Trump isn't president. Um, okay, go ahead. So <laughs> Tolga, uh, the historians say that he was, quote, of tender years. Oh, no. We're not really sure how old he was, but I'm going to guess like nine. Yeah, I was going like to say, of tender years means he doesn't have hair in all the places he needs to have hair for people to take him seriously. Nope. <laughs> and then, actually pretty surprisingly for a king who had to face so much unrest, Chintila dies a natural death in the year what? 40. Yep. Oh. He dies in his bed. You would think that, yes, you would think that somebody who has a track record of, it's only funny when I do it, uh, would, yeah. would would die after a trip to the room of knives and poison all right well good he didn't visit that room at all so okay all right that's his reign you want to rate him wow uh i i mean i guess i'm contractually obligated to but sure So our first category is conquistadores. How much land did they conquer? How good were they at war? Well, I mean, again, we're we're sort of we're sort of having to fill in a little bit of the the stuff that took place just off screen. There, there's clearly a revolt. There's and he does you know, put and, it down. And he put does put it down. And it's a native revolt, which is always interesting because yes. you had imagine you imagine there's a more popular groundswell of support. Those can always be much more of a challenge to put down. On the other hand, the borders of the country don't change. And uh putting down a revolt is not the same thing as going up against a trained army. It's it's definitely less impressive. No, it's not. Um, and it's not really you don't get the name conquistador. No, you. no, you really don't. I'm not yeah, I'm I'm really not seeing any evidence that uh, he he has accomplishments that would merit more than a two. Okay. Um, go and that's two. that's really more of a well, no losses in the column. Well, that's, that's true. true, but but <laughs> quick follow up to that. <laughs> and he wasn't actually overthrown. So. And he wasn't overthrown, despite giving plenty of reasons to fair fair enough I, i'm um, going to give a one as you say okay. one spec because he obviously right. must have fought yeah. but right much yes all right so that's a three for conquistadores okay our next category is no me digas what things did he do that people would gossip about and find scandalous i mean okay personally he doesn't have much no he really doesn't however um, Yes. The Sixth Council of Toledo goes back to the to the well of anti-Jewish laws. So we got to talk oh, about God. Why I'm do we have sorry. to talk about this? All so, right. So the Fifth Council of Toledo had like no church business. They didn't okay. discuss any anti-Jewish laws or any All church right. laws good, whatsoever. Good. Good. But good. The sixth no news Council is good of news. Toledo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Sixth Council of Toledo, while Chintila was saying, future kings must do this and you must not usurp a king and you have to protect my son, uh-huh. also added in some stuff about what future kings should do about 
Jews that live. In oh my god! Yeah, he had opinions on this. All right, all right, all right, all right. B- before I start to lose my mind, I have to ask: the anti-Semitism, the passing of anti-Semitic laws, is this? We have seen this throughout American history, right. where politicians who are in danger of losing their power base will drum up crusade against mm. a minority in order to whip their supporters into continued support. We, we, we saw this with, you know, the Irish and the know-nothings, uh, with the Chinese. Uh, obviously, uh, of late, uh, there's the issue of, of southern border immigrants, et cetera, et cetera. Is that what's going on here? Is, is he, is Chintila using anti-Semitism as a means of consolidating his power, distracting from his own failings, et cetera, et cetera. Is that, is that what's happening? That's very interesting. I hadn't thought of it, but I think that's very likely, you know, he Mm -hmm. wasn't, he, he was facing a lot of problems. He was very, he was not in a very strong position. Mm -hmm. So I think Mm -hmm. maybe in the sixth council of Toledo, he was like, look, at least mm-hmm. I did this. You guys right. like that, right? Right. Exactly. You know? so, exactly. Yeah. That it, it might just be because there's nothing super new here. The the main thing that he said is that all future kings must swear to uphold the anti-Jewish laws that had already been. Okay. Sure. Because right? we saw a lot in the past that the laws would be created and then previous kings would be like, eh, I don't know why we're bothering with this, and then not right. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's the biggest thing. Um, There is one new thing, though. Apparently, Chintila decreed that no non-Catholics are allowed to live in Spain. Oh, okay. All right. That's that. That's a that's a thing. There's there's (laughs) nothing similar in any other Western European country at this time. Mm, mm. So it's it's one of the first exile laws. Right. Right. But you're right. It does kind of seem like all right. I know I kind of suck. I know yeah, I can't I mean, stop the revolts from happening. But right. look, no more Jews. To, yeah, I was going to say to our to our non-American listeners, Greg Abbott is the worst governor uh, in t- uh, one of the worst governors in Texas history, and that's putting him up against George W. Bush, and that is why he has spent the last eighteen months going up against critical race theory. Right. Um, that and, it uh, is and anti-trans it, legislation. Exactly. Like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, this this really reeks of that. I, I think of, so. So, okay. All There's right. There's also good. one other interesting note. The Sixth Council of Toledo, while they were meeting, they received a letter from the Pope. Oh, okay. The Pope is Honorius I at this point. This is the first letter they've gotten since Gregory the Great. Way I was going to say, this is either very good news or very bad news. Well, Honorius, and this is so strange, he apparently writes a letter to Spain mm-hmm. chastising them for being lax on the Jewish population. Oh, and the bishops at the Sixth Council of Toledo kind of look at each other like, what? <laughs> really? What? Us? Have you seen? Have you listened to the last couple of episodes of Spanish well, Arcana? Trust thing. me, we're not. It's uh, the the thought is that since communications are difficult at this time, ah, okay. Honorius right. is out of date, right? Oh, he doesn't know. Okay. So he knows Swintila 
took all of those anti-Jewish laws that Sisabut made and did not enforce them. And ignored them. And right. ignored them, right. right? That's right. So it, it it seems that this is what Honorius is writing about. Right. So uh, oh. Braulio of Saragossa, who is the Bishop mm-hmm. of Saragossa, mm-hmm. just basically sent him the proceedings of the Fourth Council of Toledo. Okay. Saying, all right. See, Good. See, we're okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust us. We've been doing our homework. Yes. Anyway, this is all I have for No Me Digas. There's really mm. nothing about him personally mm. that's that's no. scandalous or gossipy, but he does he does continue the anti-Jewish laws and makes I, a law that every king must uphold them. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I I also I like the I like the clear hypocrisy of the, the 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 king must be elected also here's let me introduce you to tolga yes. um you know that's 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 nicely uh slimy but no i'm 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 overall unimpressed i i don't find what he's doing to be delightfully scandalous it's it's just or horrifying it, really. it's just it's cru- yeah it's just cruddy it really is it's bad. just Right, right. I'm going to give him a two, and really, it's only because I got to give him something for the for the renewed anti-Semitism. But that's really it. I'm actually going to go a little higher. I'm going to give a three. Uh, oh, you are okay. Yes, I am. So that might be the first time we've done that. Okay. No, so that's a All right. five for no maybe. Okay. All right. Next, we have orthodoxia. Interesting right. point about the word orthodoxia. Right. Uh, I have noticed a couple of times, Peter, and I'm not calling you out. I know that you uh-huh. don't speak Spanish, but you, I do have, not. you have pronounced it orthodoxia. Ah, that okay. Incorrect. Okay. Words in Spanish. There are many words in Spanish that end in the letters I-A, but mm-hmm. you only pronounce them ia if there's an accent over the I. Ah, and there yeah. is none here. And there is okay. none on orthodoxia. So orthodoxia, okay. I mean, I don't get a lot of students who... Who say this word, but usually people mess up on democracy and pharmacy because those <laughs> are democracia and uh-huh. pharmacia. Uh, pharmacia is very counterintuitive to yeah, English speakers. Yeah, it's not speakers. pharmacia. Right. Yeah, it's not pharmacia. Because okay. we have like a biologia, you know, okay. right? Sure. Or psicologia, you know, right. a lot of ia words are pronounced sure. ia, sure. but it's right. pharmacia. Okay. And democracia. I will, I will. I'm I'm typing orthodoxia and I'm putting D O X in caps. Yes, that is the stress okay. syllable. All right. Um, I don't really have anything to say for this category. <laughs> I mean, there there is the everybody has to be Catholic. I mean, oh, that's a good point. That's kind of a big deal. I'm, I'm actually, kind of a big I was going to say I'm I'm more inclined to give him a good score for this one just for that. I mean, saying everybody in the country has to follow the religion. Yes, that's pretty. That's orthodox. I mean, that's the country. Yeah, right. I'm I'm actually he, he only does that. But that's big. I'm, that I'm going to give him a five. For yeah. That one. Now that you um, mentioned that, I think I'm also going to give him a five. Right. I mean, it's we're now, the, you know, coast to coast. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. kind of nuts. But you're yeah. right. That's yeah. no other kingdom in Europe is doing something like this. We right. have right. hundreds of years before anybody else will. Exactly. Kick out groups of other religions. Mm-hmm. So, right. really a trailblazer here in the mm-hmm. worst possible mm-hmm. way. Yeah, no, horrible person, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, that's a 10 for orthodoxia. The final category is El Resto, and this is where mm. we look at uh, just right. the rest of the stuff that has mm-hmm. to do with being a king. We look right. at pictures, we look at 
statues. We look mm-hmm. at all kinds of stuff. So Chintila does have a statue. And okay. she also has a painting, but I could not find any coins. Here's the statue. Oh, uh, it, it's, it's, it, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's, it's pretty standard based on, I mean, it, it looks, honestly, it looks like a, a, a lot of the other statues that we've been seeing so far, just from a slightly different angle. He has the Aegis shield that the, that our last monarch had. Uh-huh. Uh, he's, he's holding the standard rod of, of authority. Yeah. He's got the, the, the beard and the mullet. Yeah. I mean, nothing wrong with it, but it, but it's very generic. Uh, the interesting thing, the most interesting thing about it is mm-hmm. at the bottom of the statue on the pedestal, it has his name and then it says he died in 638. Mm. That is incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> That's what okay, the so... Council of Toledo was being held and he was alive it... for that. So. Huh. Okay. All right. No, so very interesting. So this yeah. is the uh, statue. Okay. And here well, at is... least we have one. Yes. And here's oh. the painting. <laughs> oh, God. He looks well. So he does bad. look like somebody who made it illegal to be anything other than Catholic. You, you have to give him that. There's a couple of bits of this that I find very interesting. First of all, right. he has his hand on a book that says yes. Sixth Council of Toledo. Right. So clearly, they're pretending that the Fifth Council didn't happen at all because sure. a few people showed up. Right. Right. Number the, two, yeah, the two, fifth the Fifth Council was basically the fire festival yeah. uh, of councils. It, it just didn't happen. No. Um, okay. Number two, his shoes. His shoes are extraordinary. Uh, are, he's wearing socks that yes. are red, but then the shoes don't cover the top of his foot. Have yet. been and apparently have been riveted to his feet. They have. Um, that's that's not. Yeah, that's a. That's a weird look. That's not um, good. And and the third thing I find fascinating is the mm, oil lamp in the background. Yes, one. I was going to say a that little bit of blowing Aladdin as though flare. there's a hurricane. Right, right. What is bl- okay? Yes, no. That is an odd, odd touch. Right. Uh, I noticed we finally ditched the red cloak. That's that's interesting. And and clearly, this is not the portrait of a successful monarch. No, it's um, not. He, he, he is, he is the opposite of triumphant, no. uh, very pouty. Yes. Pouty. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do not know the, uh, I don't know the, the Latin slogan. So that's the church, the church of oh. Leucadia. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. So it was right. dictated in the church of mm. Leucadia or divine right. Leucadia. Yes. Right. And not for nothing, but that's practically a star of David. I was just going to uh, say that. Right. So that's Awkward. tasteful given what he's done. Yeah. Given what's in that sixth council of Toledo that he's got uh, his hand on. Right. Well, anyway, maybe that's why he's pouty. Okay. Well, that, All is, right. that is that. Apart mm. from that, the other rest of the stuff we have, he ruled from mm. 636 to 640. So that's four mm-hmm. years. Okay. He had one child, Tolga. Mm-hmm. We'll be meeting mm-hmm. him again. Tolga, and, yes. And then he died a natural death. Yeah. All in all, pretty boring. Very mediocre. Yeah, very mediocre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give him um, more than a two. Yeah, I'm going to give him a two as well. Again, it's 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 not a matter of anything particularly negative, but it is it is very much it, it's bland. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I'm I'm not inclined to go above a two either. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, that is a four for El Resto. So Chintila got twenty one points total. 
And that takes us to our final question. Fuero or fuera? You know, there's, uh, okay, I obviously it's going to be uh, fuera it has um, be. for me. Yeah, I mean, I think it has to be. You know, it's it's not as though his reign was a failure with, with the exception of the embarrassment of 22 bishops showing up to his birthday party. Um, you know, that's pretty bad, but he gets it back with the sixth council. You know, he, he, he doesn't seem to have a void. I mean, doesn't seem to have fallen into any particular bad pits. Um, but everything that, that he does is a reassertion or an assertion, I should say, of stuff that he shouldn't have to say out loud. Right. And that to me speaks of a person who is constantly operating from a position of insecurity. Yes. So I think for that reason alone, he is he is fuera. I agree. So that is a fuera for mm. Chintila. Sorry, mm. guy. No, um, no, no. Let us know what you think. We are on sure. Twitter and Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a uh, email. Those are all Spanish Arpada. The Indeed. At gmail.com. And mm-hmm. we love to hear from people. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally at this time, we would do recommendations. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to tell you right now, Peter, we're going to record mm-hmm. Tolga and it's going to take two seconds. So oh, okay. let's save the recommendations for his. Episode. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to release another two for Oh, it's going to be a short one. He's of tender years. Yeah. Uh, I worry. Yeah, okay. Good. All, All right. right. Well, okay. we will see you in about two seconds. So, yes. Bye, everybody. <laughs> see ya.